0: Today, I'm talking with my daughter Annie and my handy husband Keith about the new kitchen we put in Annie and her husband Tommy's house in Dallas over the Christmas holidays. We hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm Lynn, and I'm your host of the Living Large in a Small House podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy this new episode. Hi, everyone. Recently, I wrote a blog post about going to Dallas, Texas to help our daughter and son-in-law put in a new kitchen in their home. Today, I have as a guest my daughter, Annie, along with Handy, her handy dad, on my podcast to talk more in depth about the project. Welcome, Annie. Hi, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Annie, can you share with the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I... My mother's oldest daughter, living in Dallas, Texas, we've been here about four years, Uh, bought our house about one year ago, almost exactly from now, and uh, it's a 1960s ranch, so we're just making it our our own home now.
0: Annie has showed up on my podcast before, along with Handy, and she's been inspiration for many of my blog posts. The first one that um, I can think of is wedding number one. We had a sweet little backyard wedding for her and Tommy in 2021. And I did several posts about prepping for it and then the actual wedding. And then in 2022, she had wedding number two, which we finally refer to as the party. And I posted, I've got had a lot of content from that as well. And then the one room challenge that, Um, is a five-part series or maybe it's an eight-part series the office space slash den slash guest room this used to be Annie's bedroom when she lived here it's still her bedroom now when her and Tommy come to visit and then I did a post recently called new kitchen in a flip in Dallas and it's one of my top web stories and blog posts that I've had in a in a long time So today we're going to talk mostly about the kitchen because many people are interested in it. So let's start out with you and Handy talking about your process. When did you decide that you wanted a new kitchen in this flipped house?
2: The day before we bought the house, Tommy. The
0: the the day before we bought it. I mean, um, we both
1: realized right away that we wanted to redo it. Uh, It had been flipped previously to us purchasing it. Um, by someone that bought it from a man who our neighbors say lived here until he was 100 years old. Uh, we bought the house and the kitchen was it looked nice, but it really was just a cosmetic flip on the kitchen. Uh, the cabinets were all pretty old, particle board. They weren't super sturdy. There wasn't as much space as we really wanted in the actual kitchen part. It was more just our large pantry where we were able to store more stuff. And my husband working in a restaurant, uh, that was his number one thing that he wanted to do right off the bat. He wanted it done before we even moved in, but given the timeliness that we had moving in and the back orders that were happening at that time the beginning of 2022 it just wasn't possible and thankfully we didn't end up doing it that way because instead we saved ourselves a boatload of money by doing it ourselves a year later and so that's when we We tabled it until after the wedding, and then we got dad involved, and that's when we started really planning and getting things set up.
2: Well, I think your first stop was Home Depot. Yeah. It's an easy, convenient place to go to get ideas and start with the base price, basically, is how you did it. They they went there with dimensions then a designer came out long lengthy process getting someone to come out but someone finally came out they picked out a style of cabinet they liked they picked out a design they liked and Home Depot went ahead and bid the project project
0: yeah and then you knew somebody who made
2: so we once we had the basic design down then we started shopping for the actual products. What do you want for a sink? What do you want for a microwave? Where do you want the microwave? Some of those things were left out by Home Depot. Or you guys wanted to put the microwave in the pantry and I kind of talked you out of that was, you know, design, the design tweaked along the way. But, you know, start with a design, then start gathering your products. And, and, all, all part of gathering your products is also looking at pricing
0: but you knew a cabinet cabinet maker here who could give you unfinished cabinets for a relatively inexpensive price well no
2: they're finished cabinets they just didn't have the finish paint that the Annie...
0: color that i wanted okay so, so you could get them unfinished and, and then... so
2: i shopped the price and it basically ended up being about half The problem was they didn't have some of the cabinets and they did have a pantry cabinet, um, but it wasn't to our liking. So if I was making one cabinet, I figured I'd may as well make a couple of them because they also didn't have a 30 inch uh, vent hood cabinet. They had a 36, but then that messed with the design. Because we
1: already used our, or we didn't, upgrade our appliances from when we moved in so all our appliances were going to stay the same from when we moved in with the exception of the microwave
2: right but basically a lot of times they'll put a 36 inch vent hood over a 30 inch stove so that you can gather all the steam that comes off of it your design really didn't have that we talked about doing a 36 that's right
1: But there wasn't a whole lot of wiggle room with our upper cabinets. Correct.
2: And you wanted your uppers to line up with your lowers. And so that that was an issue. So I made that cabinet. And then I figured if I'm making one cabinet, I may as well make the pantry cabinet. And then we made a nicer end panel for the refrigerator. But that was the whole gathering of the materials and the pricing phase of the project.
0: And then after that came measuring, which was a kind of a difficult being long distance and you're over the phone measure from here to here but the good news is we didn't have any issues with anything not fitting in
2: correct there wasn't issues with sizes and because layout. i'm
0: such an
1: expert measurer is what what happened there i'm just so good
2: yeah well you learned from the best so
1: i did i did so now i'm second
0: best
2: yeah There you go.
0: (laughs) So then it came time for us to choose a date. And for you, Keith, the best time for you to be away from work was between Christmas and New Year's. And so we knew that was when it was going to happen. And then once we had a drop dead date, it kind of was crunch time.
2: Right. You know, some of the things, uh, okay, we'll talk about that later, you know. The difficult thing with Annie and Tommy is their lack of off time that coincides with my off time, you know, so they were never home at the same time to discuss some of these things. And it's like, well, we got next Tuesday to do it or next Thursday, you know? And so, you know, two days turned into two weeks and then it started getting really close to crunch time. If we're going to do this, we got to pull the trigger now type of deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for a lot of the things, we did it pretty much the last day or last hour, we could do some of the stuff. I mean, I don't think I got you my sink or my microwave until right before you needed them to build everything around the sink and the microwave. Because my, if I'm correct, you had to adjust the cabinet for the sink as well because the cabinet wasn't made for a farmhouse sink.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. It needed it needed tweaking to say the least. They they sold their idea of a farm sink cabinet was a cabinet that goes above a refrigerator and then you plop the farm sink on top of it and call it a day. That didn't really sit well with me. I wanted something a little bit nicer than that. So we took that, but I added added my tweak to it. So
1: but so- working in two different cities, that was a logistical thing that we had to figure out because I was ordering some stuff to here that I needed to work on before you guys got here. And I was ordering some stuff to the Chicago area where you guys could work on it. And so it was just a lot of where is this going? Who needs it? What time do we need it? What day do we need it in order to
2: you know, bottom line is most people don't have to deal with that issue.
1: No, that's true. You
2: know.
0: Yeah, but we we here, then we were coming from Chicago to Dallas and as luck would have it in a way, um, we had some weather situations. Our plan was to leave. I can't remember if it was Wednesday or Thursday, but we ended up not being able to leave because of bad weather until Saturday morning. And you needed every bit of that time. To finish the cabinets, paint the cabinets, pack everything in a trailer, and we left at six thirty on Christmas Eve morning, and we drove straight through to Dallas and got there at ten thirty that night, and had um, gas station food for our Christmas Eve dinner. <laughs> well, Just that
1: funny. was that was one thing because you guys. We're driving and there happened to be a blizzard that was when my meteorologist said okay they either need to leave early which is what I was initially suggesting that they do because I thought we needed every minute that we could have here in Dallas but you needed that time at home beforehand to finish things up before you could even make the trip here
2: Bottom line is, we needed both that time.
1: We need, yeah. (laughs) Well, we
0: we couldn't have our
1: cake and eat it too. No.
0: Well, and you were busy when up until we got there because you had, you had decided, the both of you had decided you wanted new flooring, not just in the kitchen, but in the whole house because there was a combination of three different floors that none of them matched going on in the great room kitchen area. So you started working on the on the great room beforehand, which included what mo- pulling off all the molding, pulled
1: out all the base baseboards board. Base board, and yeah. the quarter round, and and it's funny you don't notice some the of these base things. Shoe. This is about the sixth base, time I've
2: base shoe.
1: It's the called. base shoe. I it said
0: stuff it says stuff that I'm still waiting for here in my one room. Challenge. I'll come.
1: I'm an expert now. I can help you finish. You I it's it's funny I said I keep saying to Tommy, you don't notice a lot of these imperfections until you're six inches away from it redoing it because I didn't notice until I went to go pull it all off that we only had base shoe. On a couple of walls in a couple of rooms in a couple of places and then other spots there wasn't any at all. And so it was just a lot of mismatch, unevenness, things that didn't go where they were supposed to or things that were there and they didn't need to be and it was just a lot of that but I before you guys got there then I pulled off all of the base shoe And the baseboards and I started the flooring because the way our vinyl flooring worked it had to click in in a certain order and I had to get it to the point where we were going to work on the kitchen before you guys got there.
2: Right. We didn't have time to wait for that floor to get all the way up to the kitchen. You needed to get that done. So that was on your to-do list. So while I was building cabinets, you were doing flooring, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: which you did a great job on. I'm proud of you.
0: The flooring looks amazing. Now, this is where things get a a bit fuzzy for us because you literally demolitioned an entire kitchen and rebuilt it in eight days. So once we got to Texas, it was Christmas morning when we woke up. We had a little Christmas morning celebration. We opened some, a few presents. We with Tommy my made- Charlie
1: Brown tree I found at Target the day before <laughs> Christmas.
0: Um, but it was still, it was still fun. We had breakfast um, that Tommy made for us, and then everybody got to work. And the first thing that happened was demo, and that included
2: tearing out all the cabinets tearing out the countertops they they did
0: taps are heavy yeah
2: they did have upgraded the countertops to granite um which was you know nice and all but you know it It was black
1: and didn't match and it just
2: well and we were changing the layout of the kitchen so they they were they had to
1: go anyways they were useless to us you know but, I was just looking at it. So, and I remember that I when you said it, I remember the trying to crack the granite. this There's the one large piece that's our countertop piece that would have been nearly impossible to remove as one piece, just you and Tommy. Even once Louise, one of our friends, came in and started helping with us, I don't think that you three would have been able to move that no. entire piece. No.
0: Yeah, I thought someone was going to get hurt even with the half, the big half piece.
1: And then no. wait, one thing that we we forgot too is once it wasn't just indoor or I shouldn't say indoors, but besides just the flooring in the kitchen, we took all of those upper cabinets on Christmas day and we moved them into the garage where we put them up so that I could have more storage space in my garage. And that was still something that got done on Christmas Day. Right. Christmas Day was a very busy, busy day.
0: Right, because the cabinets were pulled and the countertops were pulled. The drywall was pulled off because we found holes. We found my, mouse droppings. We found lack oh. of insulation. We found a lot of mold. And um, while we while they were working on that, Emma was busy taking out the flooring in the front entranceway where we found brick under the entryway, but.
1: Un- just, uh, sadly, unusable yeah, brick at the front. Unusable entryway.
0: brick. Not, you know, it's just so, you know, it's under there, but nobody else ever would. Um, yeah, you move the uppers into the garage, which that was another thing because when we you were demoing them, it wasn't just let's, sledge hammer these down. you took them down carefully so that you could the upper them.
2: wall cabinets because they're easily used in a garage. You guys didn't have floor space for any of the base cabinets. In we your did garage. keep so one we- of
1: them, which is oh, yeah, being used. and we kept a little piece of granite. so I have a tiny little slab of granite on top of one singular cabinet that I yeah, have for had my, a, my garden 12, stuff.
2: You had a nice 12 inch drawer cabinet that's yeah. was a standalone next to the stove that had a 12 inch piece of granite on it yeah i talked into saving that you know yeah
1: oh and tommy wouldn't get rid of the he he still tommy has pieces to do an of
2: outdoor the, kitchen yeah he wants to he have still has pieces outside. of the
1: granite in the garage that'll never get used
2: right right
1: tommy right. was king of saving everything that we could Whoa, well, yeah. do you think we could sell this? Oh, do you think that we could save yeah. this? Yeah, but <laughs> you
2: did end up selling the faucet. You ended up selling the microwave. You ended up selling the dishwasher.
1: Yeah, but so, was, yeah. he wanted to save the like backsplash tiles or the floor <laughs> tiles that were broken. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we, I think that was the big joke that we were going to set up a little lemonade stand. A out lemonade in the stand. And let him sell everything he thought was valuable (laughs) they didn't want to throw away wait don't throw that away Tom might be able to sell it it. so then now we're on Monday day two the the flooring continued and by this point you had to go down a hallway in an alcove that turned out to be probably the hardest part of the flooring that you did you and Emma worked on that
1: I think I think about 10 square feet Took me longer than our entire formal living room and dining room combined, easily. Yeah. And that was at the beginning when I didn't know what I was doing and had to redo stuff over and over again. And that alcove between the there was four doors we had to go around a cabinet and a odd. I don't know what what angle were and those corners? An angle, the angle corners, wall right so that so, whole process was almost that whole day that, at least on that, our part
2: that's always the case when you get into tight situations it always takes a lot longer you know when you're out in the middle of the living room you know you you can't screw it's, up you yeah, don't have so to, to make cuts time. cuts take the time yeah you know, and stuff you, you and you're you're we're also forgetting of course we didn't we didn't do this at this point in time but our adventures at the dump were something else too
1: I So I I put that in my notes for this one because I forgot about dump day, which was a fun day. But so while we were doing the floors on that end of the house, dad was in here in the kitchen. And that's when you started dealing with the drywall, the insulation and the electrical. And that's where we ran into the issues that you can explain.
2: There was two circuits feeding the same outlets in there. We we struggled to find out how to turn the electric off and we were turning breakers off one at a time and we could never get it to go off so then we got upset turned off all the breakers and then it finally went off and we started turning them back on one by one. Oh, lo and behold it's number 12 or whatever it was okay so then i go We turn everything back on, and then I'm ready to move outlets because you wanted no outlets in your backsplash area. We mounted them underneath the cabinets. We had to add outlets for um, these things. In the process, we found out that the kitchen was completely uh, on the same circuit as all all the lights in the living room. It was really an overloaded circuit.
1: And it was we, on a small amp too, we, wasn't it? It was only. Yeah, I think
2: it was only 15. a fifteen amp breaker. We had a. Um, we hadn't made a call as to what we were going to do, uh, on that until we kind of had to throw up our hands once we find, found found yeah. out that there was two circuits feeding one outlet, which to this day I don't know how they did it, without shorten something out or starting a fire i don't right, know right
0: which because when you said okay go turn off circuit number 12
2: it didn't turn it off. didn't turn <laughs> off
0: and then you were swearing up a storm annie's like i know i've got it on my phone i know that's the one and then it, we finally we had to go through the whole process of turning everything off again turning things back on like one by one one by one and then we just dis- we discovered and determined it was 12 and 15, 15 or, something or
2: something like. whatever it was yeah so so that put a halt to things that needed to be fixed and we needed to get uh appliances on their own code dictates now that a refrigerator has to be on its own circuit a microwave has to be on its own circuit a stove has to be on its own circuit every appliance in its chick in the kitchen has to be on their own circuits now by code so we put a halt to it luckily we found an electrician that could show up the next day because it really put a halt on things um
0: well there's something you you didn't mention you only took off half of the drywall in that on that one wall in the kitchen and then a combination of things happened there was a lot of mold there was a lot of icky insulation you were struggling with where the vent electricity was going to be so you decided to pull and and the tile the backsplash was having a hard time coming off so you decided let's just pull all the dry it'll be easier to just redry the wall the whole wall and lo and behold in that wall was electric that
2: bare wires
0: bare wires not even duct tape over them let alone a cap which is what it should have been right or,
2: well, it should have been in a box. If, whenever you have a junction of wires, it should be an electrical box, an electrical box that has access to it, and that they didn't have that.
1: They were just so, little live wires hanging out in yeah, our insulation.
2: Yeah, yeah. That I reached up into the soffit and found. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't get shocked there either. So when
1: we when we were doing and something I remembered when we had to halt. The electrical work, we decided that we would s- at least set up the plumbing to put the sink and the dishwasher back in and or the disposal back into the sink. And right.
2: I could work on that stuff, right?
1: Yeah, that or was what busted. we worked on that day because we
0: had to shut off the water. The water.
1: <laughs> and so <laughs> we spent, we ran around the house, all over the house, the every edge, every corner every inside every outside and he dad was like there's gotta be a shut off somewhere you don't not have a shut off and i don't know if we went over to their house or if we just have to be outside but our well, neighbors i asked, came to I, the asked
2: rescue. I asked tommy to go over because i've only lived in houses with wells and it's very easy to find it you just find the well pressure tank and you go to the well pressure tank and you turn off the valve. It's it's really quite simple. Or you throw the breaker on the well pump and the water stops falling. That's right. But when you have city water, I've never, ever lived in a house that has had city water. Every house that I've owned is a well.
0: well and, and so
2: there was a, a junction box out at the street.
0: I've lived in houses that have had city water, but I've never seen anything like the setup in Dallas. Yeah, it's a, It was a pole in the in the ground that you needed a key to open the little lid and it was like in your easement area between your sidewalk and the street and the next door neighbor knew exactly where it was happened to have an extra key because you guys didn't have a key for it no
1: he got down on his hands and knees and scraped off all the dirt so that we could actually access the on off valve too and then he gave us his spare key shout out to phil and bev for the assist on and that one, he
2: also had a torch because I didn't bring any of my plumbing stuff, which was a mistake yeah. on my part. But he had, to, I had brought some plumbing, but not my torch, and uh, so he had a torch. So we were able to lower the supply lines to get underneath your farm sink that mm-hmm. you got, you know. So that got done, you know, while we were waiting for the electrician. The electrician showed up the next morning, bright and early. Uh, I don't know their names, but they did a wonderful job for you. We ran ran three new circuits for the kitchen. So everything is up to code right now. Everything's labeled. We even put uh, GFI breakers for the outlets um, and the vent hood so that none of that is, uh, it's all GFI protected, which is nice for you. He
1: also went through and relabeled my entire breaker box, which hadn't been labeled before why we took a year to find out where everything was so now everything in the house has a spot and i don't have to do my entire turn up main shut off
0: yeah. <laughs> for which, the which whole was, house anytime that, i have an issue that was another weird thing we found out about dallas that it's cold to have that box outside
2: yeah your circuit breaker box is outside in dallas and, and that's has to weird
0: be. to us
2: So if you're in the middle of a storm and the breakers go off and you want to go check them, you have to go out in the rain to look at your your And the the only
1: time I've ever had to do it was in the rain is the only time I've had to do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They also showed us how to lock the door. We couldn't figure out. Yeah, we
1: didn't. And that was something that we tried to figure out the very first visit because you didn't understand why the breaker box was on the outside in my first visit we had to do something with the breaker the first time you were here and the door was just wide open to the breaker box and we couldn't figure out how to close it and they taught us how to unlock and lock the breaker box yeah
2: it's got a little catch on the bottom that you wouldn't have noticed from Which, the beginning that
0: for somebody who like tommy who doesn't who's kind of nervous about living in a house because he was born and raised in a high-rise apartment in manhattan having the ability for somebody to come into your backyard and shut all your electricity off with oh i i don't think
1: that that has clicked to him that someone could do that
0: so you better hope he doesn't he
1: he can't listen to this episode because (laughs) he'll freak after that
2: you know you can put a little padlock through that hole on the bottom yeah but um
1: But then when I have to go out in the rain, now I have to go and I have to unlock my padlock in the rain and then do it all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, bottom line is in a remodeling project, utility relocation and utilities is your longest time delay. You know, biggest
1: prep work. Right. Right.
2: You know, once you get once you get all the walls set, all your electric where you want it, all your plumbing where you need it, and stuff like that screwing the cabinets to the wall really it 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 goes relatively quickly i mean you you take your time to do it you make sure everything is level obviously because it's going to affect the countertops going to affect your tile backsplash going to affect a lot of things you take your time you get it leveled little tricks here and there to doing that and but then it starts going so after we got the utilities things start moving really fast we had the stove back in place i think thursday tommy made his dinner thursday night I didn't have the sink faucet hooked up but we had the sink in place and the drain hooked up but just not the faucet in place yet um
0: yeah so basically you know it was a matter of putting the cabinets in then the stove went in shortly after the plumbers came. Did we? Have, no, no. Oh no. no, the electricians put in the new wiring for the um,
2: refrigerator, and refrigerator, and
0: microwave. Then Annie and Dad found the water line, and Annie had to crawl up in the attic and sit for the ice maker. And she handled that like a, a champ up there. I
1: said that was the thing I'm the most proud of. I felt like it was the handiest thing that I did was. Well, one, I had to, because our attic doesn't have a floor, I had to create a little ladder of two by fours to climb through to my, my perch, where I drilled a hole through the, it's not just the ceiling, the the, everything. I turned the top plate of the wall through the ceiling into where I fed the line then because we hooked the line up in the laundry room, but had to feed it up
2: into the and attic.
1: through the attic Across to come back, and back down. down
2: and then back down. Right, that's the way the original water line was fed, but they used one of those um, cheapy little ice maker valves, which we we upgraded to a a garden hose. Why? A
1: garden hose valve. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but it shuts off real nice. It shuts off (laughs)
1: either my water line, I shut off, or my, and I have had to use just the wash machine when soon after you guys left, I had a blockage and water come up into my laundry room. I was able to shut off just the.
2: And you also had to finish the floor in the pantry and the laundry room, which didn't affect anything we were doing in the kitchen and we were focused on getting the kitchen done. Mm while I was still there
0: well and while we were still there you put up crown molding around all the tops of the cabinets because the other ones didn't go to the ceiling the new ones did and then you put a nice beautiful crown molding around them crown molding around the pantry cabinets um caulked all that so it all looks really nice
1: started
2: the shiplap but we couldn't start started the
1: shiplap that had to wait until countertops were put in before we could actually get them you also Maybe did you
2: were- Made some really nice plywood countertops for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you did. And then when I used them as yeah. firewood, I got in trouble because I used uh, that was really good
0: plywood. When I used <laughs> yeah. it, A piece of plywood cuz. <laughs> it's
2: almost a hundred dollars now for a nice sheet of plywood. Well,
0: well and then you guys it was started-
1: taking up space in the garage, so it became really, really excellent firewood.
0: Yeah. when it was really really cold in dallas so then well you and said, then the other
1: thing that you did while you were here too is we had to put a new window sill in underneath the window because we had previously chunked it off to fit the fridge in the old spot yeah
2: where the even, if had, even if we hadn't done it that window still window sill stuck out too far because when for we,
1: the Cabin. pantry
2: cabinets there the drawers slid out and they would have hit the windowsill so it had to be re- rebuilt so we did that
1: and you also got me started on all my backsplash and taught me how to use the tile saw so that i can finish all of the backsplash
2: taught you how to mix the uh, mortar for the walls tells you and the how
1: grout
2: to mix the grout bought you the grout tools and the floats and all that that you needed
0: so um, you're I getting think,
2: quite equipped. You got quite a quite a. Uh,
1: I've got quite a repertoire tools, of of tools. tools.
0: Right, and we might mention too that between all of us, I think we we think we went to Home Depot ten to twelve times in those eight days. And I, I
1: feel like couple, it had to have been more than that. Yeah. There were and some that, days where we went to Home Depot four or five times. Yeah. The day that we went to or we had to do the water line. We went to Home Depot or um, Harbor Freight five or six times that day because we did the water line and we're starting the backsplash. So I had to go get a new tile saw. We needed an extra thing of uh, piping for the water. And then there was whatever the um, was the connectors. We had to go back and get that. I think that was a four or five trip day in and of itself we probably did 20 minimum of 20 trips to home depot
0: there was trips that i went by myself or with emma that you guys didn't even go on because we replaced the blades on that multi-tool probably 15 times oh Oh, i I
2: think something else on the way home from the dump we stopped at lowe's and bought all the ship lap and all the baseboard yeah Emma's,
0: emma's favorite day was dump day Okay, let's talk about that because I wasn't involved in dump day. I think that's when I went to my friend's house. No,
1: dump day was later. Dump day was on Saturday. Uh It was shortly before you guys left. We took what we had because we wanted to utilize while we still had the trailer here, the space to go bring that out. We have bulk pickup here in Dallas, but they only will take 30 cubic feet, I think is what it is. And we had way more than 30... Cubic feet of
2: we had the granite, we had the cabinets, we had bad drywall, we boxes had
0: boxes and boxes and boxes.
2: They told us that we couldn't throw in there. We were in the dump, the
0: tile all that tile, we all had, the tiles. We were, at,
2: we were at the dump in line with all the garbage trucks, the city garbage trucks.
0: It was
1: so we our the- single truck smushed between all the city trucks and like, uh, uh like big commercial people that were using it like commercially for whatever we had to weigh ourselves before we went in to the dump and then we had to weigh ourselves on our way out of the dump to determine how much we actually dumped but because we went they had into to pay that per ton. where
2: they dump the garbage right on the floor right oh i've the-
1: never seen it i've never seen anything like it there's birds everywhere it's Did was you the have most pay for it? Yeah, yeah you had to pay per ton per um, ton and we were just shy of like one ton is what we ended up throwing away. So wow. almost 2,000 pounds of garbage is what we brought to the dump.
0: Well, but, it was a whole kitchen. Yeah. And it's yeah. Sure a difference when you guys left because it was all over your backyard, it was in the front, it was everywhere
1: and we still had some that we put out for bulk pickup but it was just a, like a few boxes of things by the time they actually came to pick it up and then on our way home from the dump was the day we went and picked Dude. up and we had to go to low we had to go to home depot and lowes twice because the first lowes we went to didn't have the ship lap we were looking for the baseboards one of the two
2: we had to go to a second lowes
1: and get all of our baseboards and all of our. The reason we
2: wanted to do it while I was there is we bought twelve foot long pieces, and they, they wouldn't have fit, fit
1: in the car very nicely.
2: So we laid them on the trailer. So.
0: So then, in eight days, that's we pretty much got the kitchen done. But there was some detail work that you had to finish up on your own, with instruction from Dad. Um, many, many
1: time. more FaceTime calls.
0: And that was the flooring now had to be done in the pantry, the laundry room and the entryway, which you did. And it looks beautiful. You had to put down all the floor. Base shoe, am I saying? Base
1: boards and the quarter round is what I put down on that. You had to
0: fix the door frames because they got basically kind of pulled off the wall. Partly
1: Um, out of frustration and partly out of necessity. Right. We had door stops missing. We had door casings missing. I had to, one of them, I had to completely rip the whole thing off and put a new casing on because it, it took a beating.
2: It was glued to the sidewall. That was the problem. Yeah. And it was glued solidly. They like must've embedded it in a caulk, a bead of caulk, you know, but I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we got a lot of stuff done. What I'm most proud of is the fact that you continued it. You finished all the little details, and now it's now it's you know done done. You know, shy of hanging two shelves, you're done with that kitchen. Which uh,
0: well, there's a few more projects, but they're not. Like kitchen
1: it, projects though just small projects like that i like the
0: light the light above you
2: yeah oh the pendant light and yeah. stuff that'll be another Facetime, i'm sure but you'll be able to i can i can walk you through it i'll the, figure it the, out the thing i like about you is you're not afraid to try anything so you know
1: at least not Not entirely. Who's afraid is my husband of when? Not necessarily me starting the project. It's how long it's going to take me to complete the project once I've started it is where the only fear comes into play.
2: Well, that happens all the time. Your mother's still afraid of that. And she, you know, she can point out like five or six things that aren't finished, but as soon as she gets them finished, then she's got no use for me. So (laughs) she'll she'll boot
0: me right out here's the deal that's what i should tell him i should tell him that because he can't finish them i lived in a fixer upper house with just an eight-year-old kid and i redid the whole thing by myself i don't didn't need you when i married you but once i found out how handy you were i conveniently forgot how to do all those things because i didn't have to do them anymore
2: keep telling yourself Um,
0: that what that i'm that
1: i'm handy
2: no i'm teasing
1: you who do you think is handier me or mom (laughs) i plead the fifth well
0: he's i don't think he's ever seen me do
1: i think i've never seen you but i think in the last year i've become way more handy than you are
0: (laughs) (laughs) probably probably um and i'm happy to i'm happy to pass the torch yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's what
1: i shouldn't say that i got any of my skills from my dad they all came from my mom i tell everyone i said my mom's an interior designer and my dad's a contractor and i like to think i inherited both of those both of those skills through um, blood so, alone
0: and, well and we have to talk about our dear son-in-law tommy who has a hard time knowing which side is left and which is his other left (laughs) when when we're doing things so he's he's not the handiest guy
2: he's He's got the opposite
0: he's got yeah
2: he he wants to help he wants to try he asks questions and he
0: felt so proud of himself that he had learned things well this all so the, the biggest problem truly was
1: the time constraint, because if we had all the time in the world, we could have taught him how to do everything and he would have been able to learn it. But a lot of the things that we were doing, there just wasn't time to sit and teach how things cool. had to get done. It just wasn't feasible.
0: Well, and you grew up around somebody who was always doing things around the house and he didn't grow up like that.
1: No, they had the support to even do a, a paint job. I mean, I remember his first, not his first job here in Dallas, his second job here in Dallas. I met his boss for the first time and he comes up to me and he's all these compliments as far as Tommy professionally as his restaurant manager and then goes, But wow, does that guy not know how to do anything handy? And I started laughing because I already kind of knew this, but I wasn't sure what the story was behind this. And he told me that he had, I don't know if I've even told you guys this story. He had asked Tommy to paint a wall. And Tommy said, sure, I'll paint a wall. So he hands him a bucket of paint, a roller and a tray. And then he proceeds to watch Tommy Stand over the bucket with roller in hand and tray on the floor, and stare at it for a while before he dunked the, the roller, roller into, into the, the into the bucket of paint and then tried to put it on the wall and catch the drips with
0: the tray. <laughs> tray. <laughs> well. Well, if you've never seen anybody do it before and you've never right. had to. He's how-
1: never in and, and that was the thing is growing up at in their apartment, even though they they owned it, the way that their building worked is they had a super who did everything right. from changing a light bulb to fixing, you know, the drain. You know, there wasn't ever anything that they had to do themselves. So right. why would he learn it?
0: Right so
1: So, but he did learn a lot and he did he he asked he asked when he's gonna get his contract glazing t-shirt yeah and dad said he has to he has to earn it first (laughs) and i i
0: I totally forgot about that because i meant to put one in a box and send it down to him so i will i will still he might have earned it now
1: but (laughs) until the very last day dad was saying you still gotta earn that shirt
0: Well, he painted all your baseboards. He painted
1: every inch of the baseboards. I think I painted, I don't know. I didn't touch the paint. The only thing I painted was the windowsill and I painted the shiplap and he painted every inch of our baseboards. I tried to teach him how to cut the baseboards, but the angles were a little too confusing. So we, we quit on the learning on how to do that. He did cut the pieces that were straight on sections between walls and doors or like at the fireplace, between the fireplace and the patio door and between the pantry door and the garage door. He cut all of those straight pieces and put them in there. His caulk work needs some help, but.
2: Caulk is a hard thing to do. It takes a lot. I don't
1: think that I really mastered caulk until I had to caulk all of the baseboards. Yeah. I wasn't very good at it until I had to do all the baseboards. And now I think I've got it. Well that's
2: you know that's those are the things that make a job look good. You Mm -hmm. know, people anyone could just nail a piece of baseboard to the wall, but you always need to have that caulk joint between the between the wall and the top of the baseboard so that that makes it look professional. Now you finished. don't you don't see a gap there. Yeah. You know it's just seamless, and then you paint that. And those are the kind of things that that make a job look great. Right.
1: You know? My before and after photos. I mean, before and after, like way before and after, are obviously super dramatic. But there's a huge difference even when I took a picture after we did the baseboards, and then I took a picture after they were caulked and painted. And it just looks like two different, it looks like two different things. Like someone did something different. Right.
0: Right. So basically you're done because your mother-in-law and your sister-in-law with her two boys came last weekend. So dad and I say you have to invite people to come to get things done. Like it puts you on the timeline and pressure to get her done.
1: We had lived with the floors done without any baseboards done for probably 40 days before we really got going because in the days leading up to them getting here, I finished all of that. And then I also put an added deadline on myself that I wanted our cleaners to come through because this place was still covered in a layer of dust. Dust. And so I had to get it all done before the cleaners got here so that they could.
2: Remodeling is disruptive to your life. I mean, there's no two ways about it. You can minimize it. And if your contractor's good, you can still sometimes have water, sometimes have a stove during the process and stuff like that if you don't have a very good contractor. Or, contractor doesn't really care about you living in the house or doesn't want you to live in the house they tend to make it a little bit more difficult for you to do it but uh yeah
0: i don't think there's a contractor around who could say i will be in and out of your house in a week with a brand new kitchen
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah unless you're on and uh... they have a team of people and that's just handy
2: yeah And And Annie and my apprentice Tommy (laughs) (laughs) and Emma
0: and Emma. Although Emma's handy too, I think you guys growing up around dad just kind of made you like you watched what he did, he would have you help him with things. I mean, I when I started
1: telling people about everything we were doing at work, and I was telling people that I was doing all the floors prior to you guys getting here people were like don't you need a saw for that and i was like yeah i got my saw
0: and they're <laughs> like you know how
1: to use your saw and i was like yeah and a lot of them were like well how how do you know how to do all this stuff and i mean part of it is the saw i didn't learn how to use until more recently but just the basic things i think Growing up in the summertime, especially not being in school, we spent a lot of days going on measurements with you and going to the shop and doing things with you at work. Yeah. I mean, not a whole week in a row, but, you know, every so often we'd come and spend the day and we'd get to go out and do measurements and get back to the shop and cut glass and do whatever. And so it was... I've just always been around it. It wasn't something that I just had to learn all of a sudden. and, that, and have that's no how idea. I learned
2: too. My My dad did everything around the house, you know. It was never a call the guy kind of a thing. It was he did it all. you know. I so.
1: never once remember. I think I remember one time and it was like an AC or a heating thing that we had someone come out. Other than that, I don't remember anyone ever being in the house to do things. And I also remember when we hired painters that one time for the third or fourth time, we repainted the living room. We hired painters who had the scaffolding in the
0: house. Yeah. Cause dad does not like to paint. That's probably his least favorite thing to do.
2: The painting's not the problem. It's the prep work.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: It's like, every, it's, it's like everything. Yeah. Well, so bottom line wrap up is design procure your materials, demo, utilities, um, move all your utilities, get your flooring back, get your walls put back together, start with your cabinetry, then your details, your crown, your backsplash, your countertops, you know, that's the progression.
0: Like fixtures, if that's a thing too. So anyway, um, I think we're, That project is pretty much over. I think I heard you guys talking that next on the list is the patio door and the front door. The next time we come into town, that those need to be replaced. Um, Well, just
1: that'll be a small project for next time.
0: Yeah, very. I'm
1: sure it'll turn into a medium-sized project, but for now, it sounds small.
0: Sounds small. Yeah. So as we wrap this up, Annie, what I always ask my guests, I've never asked you before. What is something that most people don't know about you?
1: Well, I was just recently told about something that I forgot about myself. So I like to think that I have a a beautiful voice. And in my head, I sound amazing. My very, very, very kind husband also tells me I have a great singing voice. But... (laughs) It is so terrible, in fact, that when I was in the ripe young age of 12, I was asked in the choir, which everyone is allowed to be in, to instead play my flute because I was so bad that they didn't want anyone to hear me sing and they'd rather hear my subpar solo flute in the background than my... Beautiful, beautiful singing voice. Because another reason I think I'm so great too is I sing very loud. And so I was just going over everyone with my incredible, incredible voice.
2: You you know what the funny part of that story is though? I don't think that you realize that's why they asked you to play the flute.
1: Oh, I totally did not for a long time. I came home thrilled that I was being asked to solo flute. In the choir, and it was like you guys started cracking up laughing, and I didn't get it. And then it was like all of a sudden it dawned on me that I was that bad that they asked me to play the flute instead. I'm sure if you asked my choir director today, she would still deny it. But oh, I'm sure she was going and telling everyone, she was like, This girl is so awful, I don't know what to do. And they're like, Isn't she in the band? Make her play the flute. She'll <laughs> feel really good about herself.
0: Yeah, Mr. Rycheck, you probably said she could have her play the flute.
1: <laughs> oh, you So, yeah, basically, I have a really incredible singing voice. So, so good, in fact, that people just don't want to hear me sing because I will just shut everyone down. Yeah. So
0: that... When I ask you this next question, I know that one of them won't be to be a professional singer. <laughs> what is a personal or a, a work goal for this year coming up that you have? Oh, my, my personal goal
1: is to finish the rest of the projects that I have in the house, just the ones that are currently on the list. I have it's a couple of small list. ones. It's just, yeah. it's, just, it's it's, it's palatable. And then my professional goal is to get a promotion to the five o'clock producer position so that I get to
0: work normal people hours. hours. Yeah, I would like that too, because I never know when you're working, when your weekends are, your weekends, you two guys have, your weekends have been like Monday, Wednesday and Thursday or Thursday and Friday for so long. Or just there isn't a weekend, either one. And where can people find you on social media if they're looking for Annie Nellen
1: Personally, and to follow along with my, my home renovations, you can follow my Instagram at Annie Vogler and professionally, if you want to follow along with the news of the day, I'm on Twitter at Annie Vogler underscore TV, where I'm verified. In fact, the the good verified where I didn't pay for it, the legacy verified where it's like, actually.
0: You're like, you're really a-, a, a Really,
1: really person. a verified person.
0: Well, Andy, it was so good to talk to you. Keith, thank, thank you for also being here to fill in some of the gaps of the things that we don't remember and to add that little expertise of um, the things we don't know the right names for.
2: You keep your girls on track. My
0: base shoes- <laughs>
2: hey i got one more thing that you uh people don't know about you what you're an emmy nominated tv producer
1: oh yeah that's actually something a lot of people don't know about me that's actually interesting other than being a terrible singer i am yeah, that is, that is very a two-time cool. emmy nominated producer and photographer see. so
0: very cool very cool Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Living Large in a Small House podcast. And we will be back next week.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Thanks for being here, Annie. Thanks for being here, Keith.
2: I got a recliner with my name on it.
0: Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Large podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform so you'll be reminded when there's a new episode. Your positive likes and ratings and reviews are always appreciated as they will help this podcast to grow. You can find all the ways to follow Living Large in a Small House in the show notes.